Say, this book is my all-sufficient guide for faith and conduct. Convinced living water changes everything one life at a time. Praise the Lord. This morning we are going to be looking at a subject as we talk about unlocking and unleashing the power of God in your life. We've started this as our emphasis now for quite some time. We continue to talk about it. And now we are moving on to specifically the area of prayer. As we look at God's Word, I can think of no greater subject to talk about at a time when our nation needs God than this. I have never in my lifetime felt such an urgency for us to turn to the Lord with all of our hearts than now. And it doesn't take long. Whether it's looking on the television or whether it's looking around and hearing what is happening in the lives of broken people. We need the Lord's touch. We need the Lord's healing. We need God to move in our hearts and in our land again. Make no mistake about it. America remains still, with all that we have seen it happen, the greatest nation of hope on the face of the earth. But that is in the balance as we make a decision whether we will continue to reject and thumb our nose at things that founded this nation or whether we will recapture them. It is time to not remain silent. There has to be a moment in history where people say, enough. There has to be a moment in history where people really do say, no more. We will be counted as ones who stand with God. And I love the uh, quote of uh, Abraham Lincoln who had a very tumultuous time in our nation and someone said, uh, you know, are you, are you hoping or wondering whether God is on our side? And he stated, that's not the issue. The issue is whether I'm on God's side. And that's where we need to be at this crucial point in history. So let's grab the Word of God and look at America's greatest resource. We are going to be looking at a portion of Scripture that you probably have heard preached for maybe a long time. We're looking at verses 12 through 22. It is not going to be a Scripture that is going to be unfamiliar to most, but it may be to some. So may I just give it some background it's 2 Chronicles chapter 7, starting at verse number 12 and going through 22. It is a time when the nation of Israel, who are God's people, had made some incredible decisions to walk away from the Lord. We see this time and time in history, and although I do not believe 
that we are now and have become Israel, I believe God is still dealing with his people Israel. They are his people. It is his nation. But make no mistake about it, we can take parallels from that because this nation was founded on the principles of God. This nation was founded on people who said, we will set our sight on making God the focus of our foundation. And when we do that, we can can see God do great things. But when we begin to wane and turn our back, God also begins to withdraw and withhold his hand. And we have also seen that. So as we look at this, this is a time in Israel's nation where God lays out something before them that is amazing. It is something that I've touched on before. You've heard me say it before, but we're going to look at it in the Scripture specifically this morning, and that is that God here is asking His people... He's he's not asking or requiring this of the world. He's not saying, if the world will change, everything will be great. The, The request of God has nothing to do with anyone who does not know God. It has everything to do with those who call themselves His people. So let's read. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence among my people, And my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. And as for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, even to do accordingly to all that I have commanded you and will keep my statutes and my ordinances... Then I will establish your royal throne as I have covenanted with your father David, saying, You shall not lack a man to be the ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments which I have set before you and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, Then I will uproot you from my land which I have given you. And this house which I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. And I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. 
For as this house which was exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished and say, What has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them from the land of Egypt, and they adopted other gods and worshipped them and served them before he has brought all this adversity. Therefore, he has brought all this adversity on them. Make no mistake about it, there was a purpose in which we sought out a new land, and it was because of persecution. It was because that they said, we want to be free to worship God and to make Him the focal point of everything. And so with that, this nation was founded, and since then, we have seen it gradually, gradually become like the frog in the kettle that gets, not all at once, but just one degree at a time. One degree warmer, if you stick a frog in a kettle and do it one degree or a couple degrees and you just let that frog go, that frog will boil to death and never get out. If you throw a frog in hot water, he will immediately jump out because he thinks, I know that's hot. But if you do it gradually, he'll stay and die and not even realize it. So here we look and we see this passage of Scripture and there are several things that I want to point out. As we go back, I want to point out a couple of things. The first one is that my people who are called by my name and as that Scripture verse gets put up there, there's four things I want to point out. will humble, pray, seek my face, and turn. Now, so often, we think that there's a a program or something we need to do. And as we start this series of prayer, I believe that this is very important. Because I will tell you, lots of people pray but their prayers are not heard because they're praying to some foreign god or some other entity, some large whatever. So we're going to address this. So I want you to remember these things. Humble, seek, turn, and pray because oftentimes we pick up on this one and we think, that this is the answer. And although I will tell you it is an avenue, it of itself will do nothing. Now you say, what do you mean, Pastor? You're talking about prayer. You're shooting your own self in the foot. I'm telling you, unless we grab hold of the reason to do that, it will mean nothing. So, and then I want to move on to uh, verse number, uh, I believe it's uh, 21. If we can get that one up there for me, guys. In verse number 21, there is an amazing thing 
that is said, As for this house which was exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished. Now, please hear the heart of your pastor. I am a glass half full type of guy. I do not concentrate on what is bad, but I like saying, God, this is great. We've got this thing going on. We need to do something. But I will tell you, and everyone I talk to feels the same thing, unless we recapture something, we are in trouble as a nation. And we can talk about all we want that there needs to be different leaders. But I tell you, if we rest in a leader alone and a man or a lady or whomever to save us, may I remind us there is no Savior apart from God. There will be no saving without turning to the Almighty God. So let's talk about the first thing. As we talk about America's resources, oh man, there is no doubt from sea to shining sea, we are so blessed as a nation. Whether you talk about natural resources of coal and natural gas and oil and gold and silver and all that God has placed in this wonderful place we call America, there are very few nations that are more blessed than we are. When we talk about the rivers and the trees and, and the oceans and, and all of the land and the heartland that is so fertile and that raises the most amazing crops, all of these things. But it doesn't take long for you to realize that all of those things have been waning. And all of those things that we have become blessed with have become our God rather than He who is God. To the point where we have even exalted things that have never been meant to be exalted but meant to be stewarded and enjoyed like trees. I realize this is a touchy subject because the Pacific Northwest, but I, I will tell you, Trees need to be stewarded. They need to be managed properly. But I will tell you that it is not worth dying for a tree. I know that's not politically correct, but it's biblically good. When we become more fanatical about the creation instead of the creator, we have fallen away and are in need to be revived from the hand of God. You say, wow, Pastor Brian, you're wound up. I am. Because I love this country. I've had people say, 
to me over the time that I have been a pastor, Pastor Brian, you ought to be on the mission field. You ought to be reaching people in foreign lands, and I would love to. But I have an urging and a calling to tell the people here that God is the same God that we called on when we first came here. He hasn't changed. He is the God who will hear us when we pray. All of these uh, materials and substances that that God has given us are incredible. And and by the way, uh, if you want to look at a, a definition, I can give it to you, materials and substances that occur in nature that can be used for growth and economic gain. That's what, natu- that's what resources mean. And America is blessed with so many. You know, I, I just picked one picture. We could go on and on with picture after picture of all that God has blessed us with. And it is literally immense. But I will tell you, as much as I am, and I, I love trees, I'm not for cutting every tree down but neither am I for worshiping them. I'm not for killing all the uh, seals, but when I see people willing to die for a seal and yet kill a baby, I'm incensed. Something's out of kilter. Something's desperately morally wrong with that. Resources are wonderful and God has given to them, given them to us. But no, they are not our answer. It is a big, resounding no. That is not America's greatest resource. That has never been America's greatest resource. Even when we first came here and put our feet on Plymouth Rock, and started, even with as immense as the natural resources were there, it still is not going to save us. So we move to the second one. This, although it has been sad to see what is happening in our nation with the divisiveness and the divide that is being caused in our nation. Our nation has always had its strength based on the fact that this is the melting pot, America. That when you came here, no matter what race, no matter what color, no matter what nationality, no matter what economic background, you came and you became an American and you worked together with your neighbor, whether they were black or white or yellow or whatever color, and you worked because that's the way it was. But there is something desperately wrong that is occurring. The very thing that is America's strength, you look at this picture, and this is just a, 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 a snapshot. It certainly doesn't represent them all, but it's the fact that every single one of us come from a different background. 
Every single one of us has something different to offer. And that is what has made America great. It is what has made America one of the greatest innovative countries on the face of the earth. During World War II, when you saw the, the, the decline that was happening in our country in the late 20s and early 30s, and we were on the brink, let me tell you, of losing it all before World War II. And if you don't see that cyclical pattern, you need to. And it was there that as we began to see the hand of God again touched us, and we became, as we entered into World War II, one of the most productive, I mean, we made ships like you wouldn't believe. That was because of the diversity and strength of its people. The people pulled together. The people said, it doesn't matter what background or what, uh, we're Americans. That's what made us strong. And because of that, we saw an incredible thing as God blessed us and we crushed the evil that was coming against the world in World War II. And if you don't see that, you need to understand there was a lot more than just a physical battle taking place. There was a spiritual one. But you know, as great as that is, I will tell you again, the answer is no. All the strength we could muster, all of the good people that we could have, if we're looking again for a good person that will be in charge of us and lead us out of this, we're in trouble. Because good isn't good enough. Natural talent will not do it. Good men and women is not going to do it. We're past that long ago. So, we get down to and immediately we may think, well, that's the answer. But I'm going to shock you and tell you, no. You say, well, Pastor Brian, again, you are, you are really making this tough. Hang with me. See, prayer is an avenue. It is a, a, a activity in which God uses. But I will tell you, the reason that there is no prayer in our country is because there's no relationship with God. Do you hear me? When there's relationship with God, prayer is a natural result of being connected to Him. Prayer is birthed out of a vibrant relationship with God. I am challenged by this as the Spirit speaks to me. 
the barometer of my prayer life is in direct relation to my activity and my relationship with God. Prayer is not something that we just do at an altar on Sunday morning. That is such a small sliver. Can it be effective? Yes. But if you aren't in a prayer relationship with God in your heart on a constant basis, that needs to be a warning sign. God, where is my relationship with you? You can look at it with a natural relationship. If you have a strong, vibrant relationship with someone in your family, there's constant communication. It's just open. It doesn't mean you may speak to one another 24-7. It just means it's constantly open. Now, God does something that nobody can do. You literally can have 24-7 conversation. This is what Paul's talking about when he says, pray without ceasing. See, it is the relationship. And so I say to you, America's greatest resource is not even prayer. America's greatest resource is God. And unless we turn back, unless we turn to Him, and I remind you, it is not those who do not know Him God is talking to. This scripture says, if my, and that word in the, I know the, the NSAB, uh, the New American Standard Bible that I read out of today, says and, but and can also be used uh, interchangeably as if. You know that. So, if my people, the condition of our nation has never depended on those who do not call on the name of the Lord. It is always in the hands of those who are called his people. As I say that, please hear me. I don't know why when we have seen the moral slide I don't know why or where the people of God lost their voice but we lost it You know there I I know we can it's very easy to armchair quarterback and look back and say and I don't want to do that I simply say this the time of doing nothing is over It is time for the church and the people of God to say no we will call on the name of the Lord our God we will pray because we are in relationship with him and I can't stop praying. You can't tell me not to pray. That is what I do all the time. It is because of my relationship, not because of religion. Has nothing to do with religion. Has everything to do with Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord. 
James, the chapter 5, verse 16, write this verse down. In this verse, James says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man does much. Do you realize what that means? Again, this is a relational term. It doesn't mean if you do good and never sin, you'll be heard by God. If that's the case, none of us will be heard. What does that mean? Righteous man. It means one in right standing with God. One that has been washed in the blood of Jesus. One that has accepted the blood to cover his sin. It is he, it is her, it is the child, it is whosoever calls on his name that is in that relationship. That prayer is powerful and effective. That prayer makes a difference. I don't believe. You heard me say before I wasn't going to armchair quarterback. But I do believe as I have looked, even in my own life, I know I am very careful because I have never seen the sacrifice of war in my lifetime like some of you sitting here who are men and women veterans. And that has done my generation a disservice. I have been blessed on the backs of men and women who paid the sacrifice. And I've become sometimes complacent. And I've become uh, just not realizing how much it costs for my freedom. I think that that's what has happened in America. I don't think we purpose to say we just don't like God anymore. I think what happened is we were so blessed with what he gave us. We've been so overwhelmed by so many years. God has just poured and poured and poured out his blessing that we have simply taken him for granted. We don't understand the blessing we've had. And so little by little, we've become distracted by all the fancy, flashing, neat things that America provides. And we've forgotten that all of them only come by the hand of God. And so our love has started to wane from him. And it has gone on other things. Truly the scripture in Revelation 2.4 that says, you've lost your first love. I think if there was a message I would give America, we've lost our first love. Remember the height from which you've fallen and repent and redo the things you used to do. Remember that freedom isn't free, that we call upon an almighty God that hears us, and that is the relationship in which everything else comes from.
if we only do prayer and not turn to God, it will just become religious legalism. So I say again, even in my own life, if I want to pray more, I need to fall in love with God. If I fall in love with God, I'll pray more. If I fall in love with Him, it is a natural result. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. It's a good thing I've got the front row back. <laughs> I apologize. It is a natural result of, of an outpouring of, that is already there. So as I talk about prayer this morning, I want to say this. I don't want to invite us to come and force us to get on our knees and pray because if that happens without stirring our love for God, all it's going to do is just spend 15 minutes. But if you and I go out of this place and say, God, I need my relationship with you. I need hot coals. I believe that all of us, if we get the, just like a fire, you need to, you need to stir it up to get to the hot coals again. And then when you get to the hot bed of coals, you need to put wood on the fire. In the Old Testament, it says the Levites, the priests, were responsible for stoking the fire every day. It said, don't let the fire go out. May I tell you, God calls every one of us priests. And it's our responsibility to put the wood on the fire. It's not your wife's, it's not your neighbor's, it's not, it's your responsibility to put the wood on the fire. And as you stoke your fire, when you get down to those coals and you say, God, I am going to fall in love with you again. God, I am going to recapture. I am going to repent. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to realize I've got to stop blaming our government. Stop blaming un-Christian uh, people that do not even know your name. It's not their fault. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn, seek my face and pray, I'll hear from heaven. I'll heal their land. I'll forgive their sin. That's powerful. Would you bow your head?